coming up. Fortunately for us, this attribute of God, love, this intrinsic attribute of God, love, God made it so that it is transferable. It is transferable. All of God's attributes aren't transferable. He doesn't transfer to us all power. He keeps that. He holds on to that. He doesn't translate to us all knowledge. His omniscience is not translated, um, transferred to us. But his unconditional love is transferable. We, we can love unconditionally. We, we can't do it all the time like he does. <laughs> but some of the time, we can, we can demonstrate unconditional love. It's transferable. And so God is love. By love by nature comes out of God. That's big. That's big. Because God is love. Hello and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. God's love is everlasting and complete. And guess what? It's available to you. No matter what happens in life, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, nothing can separate you from his love. What good news. Join us for the message series, Inseparable Love, where Pastor Rob explains the many characteristics of God's love. Here's part one of the message, The Nature of God's Love. Romans chapter 8, verses 28 through 39. And I'll be reading this every week of, a, of or every message in the series, um, just so we can get into our spirits. So I'll be reading from the Christian Standard Bible. The Christian Standard Bible, CSB. CSB. Again, this is Romans 8, verses 28 through 39. It reads, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined he also called, and those he called, he also justified, and those he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He did not even spare his own son, but offered him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? Who can bring an accusation against God? Select. God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, or danger, or sword. 
As it is written, because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Again, the title of this series is Inseparable Love. Today, um, our subtopic for today uh, will be the nature of God's love. So we're going to talk about God's love and how it's inseparable. We, we need to understand the nature of it. So that as we walk through the series that we'll have in mind, uh, what's it all made of? What's it all about? As we walk through his inseparable love. So on your paper, write this down. What is the nature of God's love? What is the nature of God's love? Number one, it is an intrinsic attribute of God. It is an intrinsic attribute of God. Uh, Dictionary.com defines intrinsic as um, belonging to a thing by its very nature. Belonging to a thing by its very nature. First John uh, 4.16 says, and so we know and rely on the love of God, the, the love God has for us. God is love. God is love. Notice it didn't say that love is God. It said God is love. They're not, you can't flip the words around. And if you, your English teacher taught you anything, uh, you would know that as well. <laughs> you can't just flip them. Uh, and so God is love, not that love is. So love is an intrinsic attribute of God. It, it, it came out of God. <laughs> okay, Love came out of God. And this love that came out of God that we're talking about here, the Bible speaks of many, many loves. But we're talking about the agape love, which is the unconditional love. The unconditional love of God. Fortunately for us, this attribute of God, love, this intrinsic attribute of God love. God made it so that it is transferable. It is transferable. All of God's attributes aren't transferable. Uh, he, he doesn't transfer to us all power. He, that, that, he keeps that. You know, he holds on to that. He doesn't translate to us all knowledge. His omniscience is not translated, um, transferred to us. But his Unconditional love is transferable. We, we can love unconditionally. 
We, we can't do it all the time like he does, <laughs> but some of the time we can, we can demonstrate unconditional love. It's transferable. And so God is love. By love by nature comes out of God. That's big. That's big. Because God is love. And so we find, um, and thankfully God um, inspired some regular folk like you and I at the right time to write his inspired word and give us some definition and clarity about what love is. And we find that in the love chapter. And this is something I'm sure you read or heard at some point, um, particularly at weddings. People like to use this passage um, about love, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. And, and many folks have cried at weddings when this was read or even sang. You know, so I think I heard a song about it before at some point. Somebody <laughs> put it into some words and just kind of sang it. But it has caused people to cry because the moment really calls for unconditional love. And anybody that's been married know how tough it is. <laughs> it's not an easy undertaking, you know. If, 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 if I took off my shirt, you'll see the wounds I got <laughs> from the 34 years of struggling. Y'all get what I'm saying? It's, it's, it, it's not for the lighthearted. And so, but it's a blessing. It's one of the best things. I often tell folks, I don't know if I said this to y'all, but I, I'll say it today, that the, the, the second most um, important, most impactful decision that you, most of us will ever make is the, who we decide to marry. After your decision for Christ, the next one that's going to infect, affect your life the most is who you decide to marry. For many reasons, um, because one is you're supposed to be with this person until you die. So it's like, okay, the rest of my life will be spent with them, right? That makes it important. Secondly, often from these relationships come offspring. <laughs> and so you don't want anybody calling your baby, you, you don't want your baby calling anybody daddy or just anybody mama. You don't want that. I'm telling you, you don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want that. It's an important because so that decision can affect generations. And, and it does, you know. It's an important, not only does it affect your life, it affects your kid's life and their kid's life. It is a crucial decision. That's why I don't understand why folk aren't willing to get some counseling about it. I mean, you know, it's before you get into it. Um, and so that you can go in with your eyes wide open. You know? And so... Uh, uh, you know, they do premarital counseling, pre-engagement counseling. They do all kind of stuff, different, you know, you need to sit down and talk to some folks who've been doing it a long time and ask them some real questions. 
I mean, some real questions. We was at the marriage conference just this week, and they got into some deep stuff, you know, and they didn't pull no punches about anything. Y'all didn't hear what I said. They, they didn't pull any punches about anything. They talked about everything. <laughs> everything. 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 You know, the stuff you do, you know, the stuff you don't want to talk about sometimes. They talked about it. Um, and it's important to have some discussion about it. Uh, and particularly discussion about it centered on God's word. So God is love. Number two, write this down. Um, when we talk about the nature of God. It is patient and kind. It is patient and kind. Some translations say it is for patient. It says long suffering. It suffers long. See, a lot of times you say patient, they say, oh, I just wait. You know, I just wait. Just No, patience is not just waiting. Y'all get that? Patience is not just waiting, y'all. You, you got to understand that. You got, you got, you got to understand. It's, it's how you wait. It's, it's the mindset you wait in. It's the reason you're waiting. Okay? It's not just waiting. You know? All right. Uh, I call myself being patient many times. It's been a long time, but when you know, when I was me and my wife were younger, when I you know I used to go shopping with her, <laughs> I called myself being patient. You know, <laughs> y'all, you know, see that that's not that's not patient. That's not that's that's not y'all y'all know. And then you know she can look at my face and see that you know. Uh, I'm not feeling going to the other side of the mall this time. She would look at my face and tell that, you know, no matter what my words said, you know, she said, I said, oh, yeah, we can go. She said, nah, nah. You know, you, you, why don't you just, you know, <laughs> why don't you take a seat right here? I'll, I'll be back, right? I'm just saying, uh, patience is not just waiting. It's, it's suffering long with the right attitude. Y'all get what I'm saying? <laughs> it's suffering long with the right attitude. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not just waiting, right? Especially nowadays, you know, we got these, uh, we got all this uh, technological power in our pockets and on our hips. So it definitely ain't waiting because now you can sit there and play video games on your phone the whole time you was waiting. Watch a movie. You didn't used to have, you couldn't do that before. You, all you could do was sit and watch people, <laughs> you know, just watch, watch people walk by, you know. And, and now you can watch a movie, read a book, all kind of stuff, right? Le an electronic book, you know. And it's, you can, so you, you, you got to understand it's not just waiting. It's, it's waiting with the right mindset, the right attitude um, about it. And then it's, it's kind. Love is kind. God's love is kind. It's unconditional love is kind. Kind is just, kind is just not being nice. That's, that's not what it's talking about. You know, because you can be nice and be unkind. It's all get out. 
You know what I'm saying? You know, in your heart, you can be just like, oh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. And you don't mean a lick of what you just said. And that, in fact, you're talking about them in your spirit. See, you can, you can be nice. It don't mean nothing. See, 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 some folks, a lot of folk is only nice to you because the law says they're supposed to be. Y'all, y'all get what I mean? But in their mind, they thinking some, you know, some wicked, evil stuff that they would rather say or do to you. Though they were nice because they had to. They had to be, or they would suffer getting fined or their business license taken. You know, some 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 folks don't want you in their restaurant. You know, we y'all know y'all know American history. Y'all know it was some places you. I mean, it didn't matter how much money you had, how popular you were. If you was the wrong color, you couldn't go. That was written. It wasn't that long ago. So now some folks still feel that way. They, they just can't do it because the law says if you do, you'll get sued. So they, they, they just say, I'm only here so I don't get fined. <laughs> y'all missed that. It went right over y'all head, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Y'all, that, that was a quote. That was, that was a quote. I might have didn't say it exactly right, but Marshawn Lynch, he would, he would go to... <laughs> He would go to the press conferences because the NFL said you got to go to the press conference or you get fined. And so he would come there, didn't want to be there, but he would say, you know, I'm only here so I don't get fined. And they asked him all kinds of questions. So what do you think about the game? Well, you, know, you know, when you got that touchdown, what did you think about, you know, you know, what did you see? I'm only here <laughs> so I don't get fined. <laughs> so he was being nice. But he he wasn't he didn't want to be there, yeah yeah, and he didn't answer the question. <laughs> he was there, so he didn't get fined. I'm just saying, Joseph. You know, a lot of times we do things, and we're nice about it, but it's really not our heart. And so, just being nice is not being kind. It's really caring. Kindness is real care. Genuine care from your heart. Genuine intention to want well for somebody else. Hey, genuine intention. First Corinthians 13, 4a, it, it says real simply, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is patient. Love is kind. Again, we're talking about unconditional love, agape, love. Number three, it is not envious. It is not envious. 1 Corinthians 13, 14, 4, 13, 4b says, love does not envy. Real simple. Simple. Love doesn't envy. Um, it, it doesn't want what someone else has. It doesn't want... Uh, Someone to lose something and we gain it. It doesn't. Some of the translations talk about jealousy. It's not jealous. It's not jealous. Y'all ever seen somebody, whether verbally or through body language, 
express that they wanted something you had. Have you seen it? It could have been food that you had somebody else wanted. It could have been a place in line you had somebody else wanted. Say, what was that? Or even your husband or your spouse. They want your spouse. That's right. That's right. Yes. And they demonstrated that they, that's what they wanted. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good one. And you want to like, why why she all up on my man like that? <laughs> you know, what's up with that? Why why why? What's all that giggling for? Ain't nothing that funny. <laughs> Y'all know it ain't it ain't that funny. So oh, so you can giggle with my man, but you can't say hi to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can't even, you know, look at me, but you can look all my man up and down or my woman up and down, but you can't say, say hi to me. So it, it's not pretty. It's not a pretty sight. It's not a pretty look. It's not a pretty. Um, it does something to the heart when it envies. And if it gets too strong, you know, they'll just, you know, just get aggressive about it, you know. I remember uh, uh, I was in traffic, and you know how when the, the folks are getting on the freeway, and you know the freeway has an entrance portion where you can go so far, and then you got to merge. And so this car wanted to merge before it was time to merge, and. Um, so I wasn't really tripping on it initially, um, but then I saw that he was trying to cross the line and jump in front of me. Now, usually I don't trip, you know, but that also causes traffic problems, you know, sometimes because it causes confusion. And really, he was, he would have, and so he, you know, at this time, this time, and I'm not saying I did the right thing. I'm just telling you this is what I did. I didn't let him in. And I, you know, I can't say everything I was thinking, but I just didn't think it was appropriate for him to do that. And so, and so he honked and, you know, gave me the finger. You know, and so I just kind of just kind of pointed to him that, <laughs> that if you, because the truth is, if he had kept going, he would have ended up ahead of me because of the way the traffic was merging. If everybody, if it just, he just keep going straight, he'll just end up ahead of me. But he was impatient, so he thought he wanted to get over. And, and those kind of things can also cause confusion. And, and I'm, again, I'm not saying what I did was right. I'm just telling you what I did and what happened. And, um, and so oftentimes when I'm driving, I try to do things, especially, particularly in traffic. And I'm in traffic every day, <laughs> every day going into and from work. I try to make some decisions that's going to make it better for everybody. You know, I let trucks in all the time in front of me, you know, because they got to get in, too, at some point. And so when I see one that I'm that I'm merging, they they're gonna merge in line with me. I let them. I, I stay back and let them know, hey, you can come right here, 
because it, these, the flow makes it easier for everybody, and, and we can keep down accidents and frustrations and all that. So I thought this guy, that it was best for him to keep straight, not only for me, but for him, because, like I said, he would have ended up ahead of me. And sure enough, because I didn't let him in, he ended up ahead of me, <laughs> naturally, with, you know, without all the craziness. It didn't, it didn't call for all of that. Anyway, I'm just telling a story so that you can relate to it in some kind of way. But he wanted my spot. He wanted to be where I was, and he got aggressive about it. And uh, with today's road rage, it may not have been the wisest thing for me to not let him in. Um, number four, it, does, it doesn't boast or possess pride. It doesn't boast or possess pride. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 goes on and says, um, love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant. Is not arrogant. So this unconditional love, is, it's, it's, it's not puffed up. One translation said it's not lifted up, it's not thinking more of itself. I mean, it doesn't brag about it. It doesn't boast about who it is, what it is. It's not that. Um, it's the opposite of pride. It's humility. It's being humble about who you are and who you, what it is. And when you display um, unconditional love, it's possess humility. It doesn't lead to you thinking you're something you're not. You're more than you are. And this is something that impacts our relationship. So God's love, as we're going to see as we go through the series, that is really relationship-oriented. It's really relationship-oriented. And the more that we can display these characteristics, this nature, this God's love, the better our relationships will be. Will be, not might be, they will be better if we display this love. And will not be boastful and arrogant. Number five, it honors others. It honors others. It honors others. First Corinthians 13:5a says, it, it is not rude. It's not rude. And so this, it, it, it sees others and it, 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 it desires and it actually um, honors them. It, it honors them by it makes you hold the door for them, you know. It, it makes you allow them to cross the crosswalk before you cross or drive in front of them. I'm going to say that one again because I see this all the time. You know the law says somebody in the crosswalk, you're supposed to let them cross. And it doesn't matter that they like on the other side of the median. When they're in the crosswalk, you're supposed to let them cross. That's what the law says. It, it, it says to honor folk walking, especially walking in the boundaries in which the law said they're supposed to be. And even if they're outside the boundaries, you still will get a ticket for hitting a pedestrian. Okay, unless they, they ran out quickly and you couldn't react. But just because they're walking across the street, they're jaywalking, don't give you the right to drive past them. Because you, you're driving a lethal weapon. 
And so it honors people. It honors them. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. I'm glad God don't get to the point where God's like, you know, Rob, I done had it up to here with you. <laughs> Yo, God, I'm glad God don't get there. And he says, I, Rob, no matter how many times I mess up, he said, I still believe in you. I still believe in you. I still got hope for you. you, you you're not going to make me give up on you. I'm not going to give up on you. That's what God's love says. And just imagine if we could love folk like that. We can love folk and say, I'm not going to give up on you. I believe in you. It's unconditional. My love is not based upon your failures. It's not conditioned on how well you do or what your grades are. I love you. You're a child, you're a friend, you're a spouse. I love you. I believe in you. Thank you for listening.